everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, good Wednesday morning, everyone. 620 on your Wednesday morning. Time for us to check in with our favorite family physician, Dr. Stan Anderson. Good morning, Dr. Stan. Hey, Pam. Great to talk to you. Yeah, we've got a lot of things to get to this morning. And I know um, this, well, a couple of these I'm really, really interested to hear. I've got some comments of my own as well, but (laughs) um, especially on... um, the one about stress and men and women, but we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, let's first talk about um, this, this study on mental illness. This was a little bit surprising to me. Really was. Um, the, the, the basic statistic was they were looking to see how many people end up, by the time they hit 75, how many people uh, end up with some form of mental illness. So that would be depression was uh, very high up there, anxiety and post-traumatic stress disorder. In men, one of the highest mental illnesses was addiction. So alcoholism was incredibly high. But what the study projected was that by the age of 75, 50% of all of us will have a mental illness that should be treated. So it's really much more than we had been taught when I was in medical school. Um, But we were taught that somewhere around 20%. This is projecting that it's going to be 50%. I think a large part of it is there's the ready availability of alcohol, the complexity of life itself, and the way in which there is so much that's going on that is out of your control. I talk to people every day that see the direction that life is going and they're worried about things. Many people will turn on the news and all they hear is bad things that are going on and it causes stress. So, yeah, one of the unfortunate things about our society is it's very stressful and the older that we get the more that society becomes more tuned in the more likely it is that we're going to have some form of depression or anxiety 50 percent of us yeah that's you know the older we get the more we worry isn't that true very true for many people part of it is is you deal with a lot more loss the older you get the more likely it is you've had relationships that have fallen apart or You've had pets that have passed or you've had family members that have passed. And the more that you end up having relationships that have gone down under, so to speak, the more likely it is that you're going to be worried that the next shoe is going to drop. I I, I have this vivid memory. I was talking with an 80, excuse me, a 95-year-old patient, and she was in really good health. And I looked at her and I said, what's the hardest thing about being 95 years old? And she quickly sobered up, sombered up, and she said, I have no friends. 
And I thought, whoa. Oh, man. That is really just breathtaking to think about it. We all want to live to a ripe old age, but we just kind of assume that everything's going to be the same. And usually if things go the way in which they normally go, you're going to be the only one that makes it to a ripe old age if you're doing well in life. And yeah, it makes everything more difficult. Well, and it's interesting that as I have grown over the years uh, in doing news, news didn't affect me. Like the bad news stories when I was younger, I just did them, you know, just reported on them and did them. Now, ugh, it's, you know, it's totally different. It's a different effect. And that's why I ask if, you know, that things as you get older, they affect you differently for sure. Yeah. And part of it is, is the accumulation of just the number of things that have happened. And eventually, yeah, something is really going to take your attention and get your notice. Yeah, for sure. All right. So let's talk about stress and men and women. They do respond differently to stress, don't we? Yeah, this is a uh, an interesting study. It was actually done in Germany. So it's the um, Translational Social Neuroscience at um, the University of Martin Wiles. So what they were doing is they were looking at the way in which people respond to the things of life. And it was fascinating. I mean, if you think back, remember three years ago at the initial phase of the of the pandemic when everything closed do you remember uh we have two weeks to flatten the curve where they closed shops restaurants cinemas theaters were closed everything was shut down you were not allowed to visit with friends you weren't allowed to visit with with relatives everything with school had to be done at home in the room and there was no possibility of traveling and what that did was it caused a lot of stress for both men and women but in different ways for men what's interesting is the greatest amount of their anxiety came about concerns about the job it that was an effect that didn't show up as much in women on the other hand they registered dramatic increased anxiety in women about worries about family and friends. So men were dramatically more worried about income, about job, about the effect that it's going to have on being able to maintain. And women were dramatically more worried about the effect that the pandemic would have on family, on friends, on relationships. And So what was interesting is, was women responded dramatically more positively to support from friends and family um, by experience of those enhanced quality of life. And in men, that phenomenon did not manifest itself. So if men got together or started talking and they tried to reassure each other, their job anxiety did not get better by meeting or by interacting with other people. So just fascinating results. We really do see that when it comes to work and when it comes to relationships, there is a big difference in the way in which you perceive things between men and women. It was very stereotypical. Yeah. And uh, just one of those interesting things that, yeah, we really are wired differently in our brains. from the way from the way in which the pandemic 
negatively affected our lives. Yeah, it, very stereotypical. I mean, it, it, it all makes sense, actually, though. You know, it really yeah. does. Before I let yeah. you go, I want you to mention um, this uh, blood test being launched yeah. to consumers. This is interesting, too. Yeah, this is brand new. It just came out uh, yesterday. Um, and Quest Diagnostic is now launching the first direct-to-consumer blood test to detect abnormal levels of beta amyloid, which is a key Alzheimer's disease protein. And it can arise years before any dementia symptoms can arise. So it's called the AD Detect. It uses this technology in order to help to determine whether or not you are going to have more beta amyloid that develops, which increases your risk for having Alzheimer's. Now, we don't know at this point if you have a positive test. doesn't mean you're definitely going to get Alzheimer's. Specifically, there are two new Alzheimer's medicines that are coming out. Uh, one is called Lekembi, and the other is Donanenab. And those are going to be working on the beta amyloid. So it's just an interesting thing. If people want this, you can bypass your healthcare provider, and you can go directly to Quest and ask for this test. Is it very expensive? For anybody that's worried, it's something that they can do. Is it very expensive? It's $399. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's expensive. If you're really, really worried, it may be worth it for you. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Stan. I appreciate it, and we'll talk next Wednesday. Hey, I look forward to it. Thanks, Pam.